Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Who else did you know? I knew them all. Nothing lasts forever. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. This is Again With This, Beverly Hills 90210 edition. Today's episode is Season 2, Episode 24, The Pit and the Pendulum. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Here are your hosts, Tari Ariano and Sarah D. Bunting. I'm sorry, Dave. There's very little Edgar Allan Poe related oh. material in this episode. More like Edgar Allan Poe, am I right? You're so right. <laughs> Um, (laughs) this episode basically just has one storyline so (laughs) let's get to it a slash only story the peach pit my clothes and tarot bang Um, so we open on a montage of uh, some of the uh, old Hollywood pictures that are up on the wall in the peach pit uh, including a super fake um, shot of Walt Disney that's supposedly autographed to Nat's dad but maybe if you're going to do this, don't pick someone whose signature is literally a corporate logo because we all know what Walt Disney's <laughs> signature looks like. <laughs> and it's not that. that. It's in the visual uh, aids. It looks like it was signed by like the production assistant's nephew or something. It's so bad and fake and childlike looking. Anyway, apparently kicking out all the olds and the karaoke machine in the last episode has worked out super awesome for the peach bit because now it's so dead. The guys from the gang are playing saucer air hockey on the counter and Nat gets mad at them but like what's the point no one's there um and so bran is getting brandon's getting ready to leave at the end of the night when he and nat have this exchange clip number two nat before i forget we're almost out of mustard what happened to that last shipment that was delivered no i came in about two months ago you know how many jars of mustard we go through a week no brandon i haven't a clue how to run this place i've just been doing it for the last 20 years look nat if you want to fire me go ahead okay just stop biting my head off every time i open my mouth okay you're fired fuck off Seriously. Like, the guy's in a bad mood. It's allowed, Brandon. You should know you're in menopause 24-7. Although, I ha- nice. I have to say, just, I'm going to get this out of the way, because this is like a blanket objection to the entire premise of the episode. Yes. Maybe you'd be doing a little better in the bottom line department mm-hmm. if you weren't always giving these little fuck knuckles from West Bev shit on the house whenever they're sad about being adopted <laughs> or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, it's like nine bucks each time, like a mega burger help. It's on the house. Like, how many times has he said that in the course of the show just so far? A lot. Many. And he's about to say it later in this one, too, which is especially weird considering everything else that's about to happen. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, Nat, the awesome businessman, tells Brandon <laughs> he mistimed the renovation on the place uh, because of the recession. Um, Brandon asks if he should start looking for another job, but he says, no, he's fine. He's only part-time. His hours are flexible. But Willie, the cook, might be in trouble. Um, He wants a raise, something he hasn't had in five years. Again, Nat, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway, uh, back at the Walsh house, um, Cindy and her color block blouse um, are standing aside because some kind of meeting is happening in the living room. Apparently, uh, the teen advisory board committee is already in progress. Um, Jim has put all of this together for a very important client. And uh, the woman who's leading the meeting uh, locks eyes with Brandon in the hall. It's Liz Vassie. Total hates that girl. Used to play a lab monkey on CSI. But when you see her face in the visual aids, you will recognize her immediately. You've seen her five billion times. Um, Her hair has been pretty determinedly straightened since then it this is like sure has. peter brady fro in this <laughs> it kind episode. of is but it's pretty like that was a style at the time it doesn't look bad on her she's adorable she's she was very charming cute. on csi she's quite charming here except that she doesn't kick brandon in the balls repeatedly but we will get to that <laughs> yeah she was us. she was the uh, fake american maid in the uh, live action 
version of the tick. So she's she's got cred with me for for the rest of her life, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but anyway, um, they lock eyes in the hall. Like I said, they're very flirty in a generic way. But first, they have this. This is said, and Sarah loses a blood vessel. Clip number three. Oh, so this is the prodigal son, Sarah. That's not what prodigal means. <laughs> No. Not the story of the prodigal son. No. Prodigal son was a fuck up who got every. Well, actually, maybe in the case of his car specifically, <laughs> yeah. Brandon is the prodigal son. Right. But no. Prodigal really. son He's doesn't the favorite. Just mean he Everyone was... loves him. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't prodigal son doesn't mean he was late, which is just what happened here. Uh, but anyway, um, he needed some prodding to get there on time. Therefore, he's the prodigal son. <laughs> he's prodigiously annoying. He is. Also not the same thing. You'd he's... like to put a cattle prod <laughs> to his face. Straight up his butt. Um, yeah. Jim. Um, so <laughs> Jim drafts Brandon to hand out questionnaires in this project that's going on. And um, as the meeting breaks up and people are just standing around chatting, we find out that this girl is Marcy. She's the daughter of Dixon St. Clair, who's this de- real estate developer. Dixon St. Clair. Dixon St. Clair. Excellent is name. The, uh, yes. the developer's name. Um, and he's you the can person. Tell they're fancy because it's a French <laughs> last name. Right. Um, so what's happening is that uh, he's Jim's client. He's building this mall, and she's trying to basically get the kids to do free focus grouping for her. Pretty good scam if you can get it. Um, and in case we have all forgotten since the last time it came up that Jim is basically always trying to date Brandon, here's a reminder, clip number four. You got yourself a heavyweight client, Dad. Very impressive. Glad you approve. He is glad he approves. Tee-hee. He is. It's gross. <laughs> it is gross. Um, across the room, Kelly and Brenda watch Marcy flirting with Brandon and have this to say in clip number five. I like Marcy. She's very dynamic. Yes, and she's hitting on my brother. Oh, Brenda, forget it. Marcy St. Clair goes to college, for God's sake. She is the president of her sorority. Callie, all sorts of girls have been throwing themselves at Brandon ever since we turned 12 years old. You begin to be able to recognize the signs after a while. Okay, is Brenda also trying to date Brandon? Everyone back off Brandon, please. Well, and she goes to college? Dynamic? (laughs) I don't... This is very, like, grandmotherly phrasing for Kelly, but anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Um, at school, Andrea, Brand- Brandon tries to ply Andrea with a questionnaire. She, of course, is disgusted for all her usual pinko reasons. Um, and at the idea of another mall, and um, across the quad, Brenda talks to Donna. Fucking Donna. Clip number six. Donna, this isn't a quiz. I mean, there are no right or wrong answers. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, they just want to know what your favorite stores are. Well, I like the ones that take credit cards. Stuff! God. Like, again, is she supposed to be stupid or what? Like, make, I can't. they can't decide if she's going to be stupid or faux stupid. That they is also just can't blatant. decide whether or not she's rich. Like, she wants designer at, you know, discount prices. Like, she doesn't have to care if they're discount prices. Mm-mm. She is rich. Yeah. Um, so after the kids have handed out all their questionnaires, they compare notes. The thing that everybody wants in common is a coffee house. And, um, then all of a sudden Marcy is there, uh, at school. Kelly assumes this means she's getting ready to resume hitting on Brandon. And she does indeed take about 20 seconds to ask after him. Brandon, of course, is still getting lectured about malls from Andrea. Um, his bangs are out of control, by the way. Please see them in the visual aids. There's one rogue (laughs) curl that's trying to make a run for it. Um, so as, as uh, Andrea continues haranguing him, he points out Marcy as the person who's in charge. And we cut back to her just in time for her to invite Kelly and the crew to a sorority slash fraternity party. The theme is Am I Blue? <laughs> Dylan makes a hilarious face. <laughs> it's, um, so it's a great gift that I intend to use for every purpose ever from now until I die. Um, Brenda asks if she should bring Brandon and Marcy says she doesn't have to because she's already bringing Brandon. Uh, and then Marcy finds Brandon. They talk about um, architecture and weather, whatever. Um, she knows about winter because she went to school in Switzerland. Ha ha. And she wants to design great buildings and build them with her father. Father issues. Um, at the Peach Pit, Willie is still there. 
Brandon, for some reason, teases Nat about not being able to lay him off. Like, is this appropriate or the time or an okay topic for conversation? No. Um, and then Nat starts boring Brandon with photos of his father, Salvatore, <laughs> and the celebrities of yore, as we heard up top. Um, and then we're at a presentation at DSC Development, which has a cutting-edge 3D animation of the High Point Center this month. Which they're all watching standing. Dave, did you watch this episode? No. Okay. I, I'd be interested to know if Dave looks at it and sees the same thing. But remember the um, 1984 Apple ads where they're <laughs> yes. all standing like in a row? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed really like this Soviet slash Apple thing where they're all like standing in height order to watch it. And mm-hmm. it's like rigid at attention. It's weird. Anyway. Yeah, it's obviously like some kind of cocktail party. And then they just have this video that's playing in the middle of it. But yes, they're everyone is wrapped with attention. And then they start singing St. Clair Uber Alice. It's very bizarre. <laughs> Just kidding. They don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, no. All the Probably. members of the of the teen advo- advisory board are board are present. Um, Marcy, in particular, looks like she's coming in her pants, like she's way into her dad and his <laughs> marvelous erections. Sorry. Anyway, uh, <laughs> later. Um, First sandwiches. What's now going on? Everything is ruined again I with this Beverly Hills. Or go home for Christmas. I hate you. Became soft porn <laughs> podcast. So gradually, nobody noticed. Sorry. Um, later, <laughs> Marcy shows off the uh, maquette of the mall. He's excited that his idea of having an ice rink made it into the design. Um, there's also a coffee house because everyone has a boner for coffee all of a sudden. Um, and um, as the girls move off and Jim is, shows up to get more stroking from Brandon and introduce Art Peters, the Ew. project manager. Phrasing. Sorry. Sorry. Um, are you Brandon not really Brandon is suddenly dismayed (laughs) and he asks to speak to Jim and no it can't wait clip number seven what's wrong the high point center crosses Olympic to Larrabee yeah that's the corner the peach pit is on we'll talk about it at home you're gonna tear it down aren't they Brandon we'll talk about it at home You won't exactly talk about it at home. You'll be braid at home for the first of about 15 times. In fact, in my notes, I have after the commercial, we rejoin Bran mid-bray. Clip eight. Dad, you made your point. If there's nothing more to say, there's nothing more to say. Brandon, you're not being fair. Fair? Dad, you tear on the peach, but you might as well rip out Nat's heart. This has got nothing to do with fair. Brandon, you're getting a little carried away here. How could you not tell me about this? I only found out about it a half hour before you did. The address is all over the plans. I never put it together. Brandon, how's Dad supposed to know the address to the peach pit? Thank you. If one of my children is willing to give me the benefit of the doubt. How can I give you the benefit of the doubt when you put a gag order on me? That's not what I said. What I said is do not discuss this with Nat until I had a chance to talk to Art Peters first. In other words, I have to sell Nat out so you can cover your butt. Brandon, you apologize to your father right now. I'm sorry. You know, I do have some influence with these people, but it's not going to do any good if they find out my son gave confidential information to someone they may be in negotiations with. Dad, you're talking like I'm some kind of industrial spy. Brandon, millions of dollars are riding on this, not to mention my reputation. But, Dad, we're talking about Nick. This is not a request, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. That, that might be for me. I think that is the worst Brandon clip yet. Like just something about how, how obnoxious he is. Yes. Oh, it's Isn't he even gets the worst w- one in this episode. It's not. He gets oh. so much worse. First of all, Jim is being a little disingenuous. If he had seen plans of this, what is presumably going to be a giant mall, he would have rough idea of like what is in the footprint that it's going to be taking up. So that is kind of bullshit. That said, everything else Brandon says is the bullshittiest thing that ever happened. Like it's. And- Go ahead. If you don't have to justify yourself to your shit sack son, don't stand around justifying yourself to your shit sack son. Yeah. Tell him to shut the fuck up. Go sit down with some bourbon. End of discussion. Yeah. It, it's Nat's business. You're if- not being fair. What are you, a 12-year-old girl? Tell him to fuck off. <laughs> yes. Brand- Nat's, Nat's. Oh, sexist. <laughs> Nat's running a business. If he doesn't have the capital to relocate it to another place when an offer presumably is about to come to move him out, like 
that's not Jim's problem or Dixon St. Clair's problem, frankly. Like, you know, the business is the business. It doesn't, like, the location shouldn't matter that much. And this has nothing to do, like, there's a whole separate issue, which is that what Nat needs is not a buyout or protection from a buyout. It's right. Marcus Lemonis to go down there mm-hmm. and inform him that he got to stop giving shit away for free. That's fucking A right, Sarah. Or, I mean, later on, they, they say they offer him a spot in the mall. Like, take a spot in the mall. What is, what's the problem? That's probably better for you. Johnny Rockets do very well in malls. I, I enjoy them very much. I was just going to say, my home mall has a Johnny Rockets that's mm-hmm. probably the biggest performer in the whole place. Uh, is this um, that fancy mall now? I can't remember the name of the it. The mall at Short Hills. Thank you. Yes. Such a nice Where mall. Where Donald Trump Jr. proposed to his now wife. What? Outside of Tiffany. Oh yeah. my God, no. He proposed to her in a mall? Uh-huh. Oh, that's so gross. Fancy mall. It's a like fancy outside. mall, but it's still a mall. Ew, God, like across from the Wetzel's Pretzels. I think it was across from the coach store, but oh, yeah, course. basically. Gross. Um, all right, moving on. Um, so Brenda comes upstairs to try to smooth things over with Brandon. She doesn't think it's reasonable for him to expect her to choose between dad and Nat, which is fair. Um, and Brandon responds by squaring off everything involved with High Point Center, including Marcy. Um, And she asks if that means he's not coming to this stupid party. And then he says, if she wants to go, she still should totally go. And then he guilts, she guilts him about it and he caves. And uh, then we're at this party. The exterior of the frat house where it's being held sure looks like Halloween rape house, but I didn't care to go back and do a side by side comparison. But if you care to, I believe it's also um, Buffy. Wild things are sexathon (gasps) frat house. I think there's just right. Could be. Uh, as the door is opened by Boyd Crowder, it's Walton Goggins from Justified. Oh my God, he's so good in this scene. He's, I'm so happy to see him. He's just funny. He's got funny in his bones, that guy. Um, but obviously, as you can see in the visual aids, it's before he got his teeth fixed because he's got a big Shannon Doherty gap on the side. Uh, but anyway, Steve <laughs> is there. He wants to know where the keg is, but they have been uh, they're on some kind of suspension or whatever. That's why there's there's no booze. That's why they're so blue. Hence the theme. Uh, Donna makes another stupid joke about a blue painting and has to have it explained to her about Picasso and his blue period, whatever stuff. Uh, and then Brandon shows up after everybody else and in red because he's too cool to observe a party theme. Like, I really wish this party was being thrown by John Combs so he could kick him out. Um, and then because it's a party, <laughs> this is obligatory. Clip number nine. Are going to So I guess you're going to want to dance, too, huh? No, let's not and say we did. I mean, I'm not like a wallflower or anything, but some people just weren't meant to boogie. Know what I mean? I think I'm in love. <sighs> Even Shannon Doherty. I don't Doherty. get it, Tara. <laughs> Even Does Shan- he not like to dance? <laughs> you can tell at the beginning of that clip, Shannon Doherty says, we're going to go dance so fast. You can hardly understand what she's even saying. Like, even she, she is sick of setting up this whole Brandon doesn't dance thing. Like, you don't have a personality just because you dislike something. No one cares. And he is where, like, it's not just any not blue item of clothing. It is like a David Byrne red blazer. It's so giant and boxy. Yep. He's he's so terrible. So very terrible. Anyway, elsewhere, um, to justify their paychecks, um, Steve and Kelly have a scene where they're dancing. Steve talks about how he wants to get into this frat, and Kelly reminds him that he doesn't have the grades. Um, outside, surprise, Dylan is against frats, but that's not all. Clip number 10. If I ever go to college, remind me not to join a fraternity. If? I don't want to go. Come on, of course you do. No, I don't. If I ever do go, I'm definitely not going here. Why are you so down on this place? Remember that big modern building we walked past on the way in? Yeah, it's the student center, right? It's the McKay Student Center. Your father went here? No, my dad never went to college. But when he cut him a check, they gave him a degree. Well, at least some of his money went for something good. He thought that the endowment would buy him some respectability. You don't know how lucky you are, Brent. You and Brandon. I mean, your dad, he's a straight shooter. You can trust him. You can trust his motives. There are no strings attached. Ooh, 
Branda has a look on her face because she knows mm. about all this peach pit stuff. Also, I'd like to note, uh, as someone whose uh, alma mater now is the home of the Frist Campus Center. <laughs> Gross! This kind of unfortunate shit happens all the time. And also, the Student Center was probably built in Jack McKay's pants. Thank you. <laughs> Jack McKay's pants. The, they're big. They're real big. Uh, later, Many sandwiches they're in. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, later, we cut back to Donna, who is throwing popcorn into Boyd Crowder's mouth as he kneels on the floor. It sounds stupid, but it's actually pretty awesome. You can see it in the visual aids. Made a gif. Uh, and then Marcy tells Brandon that she wants to show him something, and it's totally unclear she takes in my notes i have she takes him to someplace question mark like i have no idea where they are supposed to be but it's yeah, this, like did they take a pneumatic tube to her dad's office i don't i don't or is it supposed to be her room because it's this giant space it looks like an art gallery and it's full of maquettes of his old buildings um which when i watched this episode with our friend in sanga who sarah you remember she is an architect and was studying to be one at the time was like um those cost thousands of dollars like you don't just give them to some dumb kid uh, but the story is that Marcy used to ask for them instead of dollhouses when she was a kid. And her passion is apparently very attractive to Brandon because he forgets his principles and gets all up on her. Yeah. And uh, we watched them kiss for so long. But in the middle of it, she makes it weird in clip 11. My dad is going to like you. Ah. More kissing, kiss, kiss, tongue, Ew, kiss, tongue, smack, gross. smack, gross. kiss, kiss. Does that matter? Is what she well, said. He whether said. Whether or not your dad likes me. Well, I guess that depends. On what? On what matters to you, Brendan. As soon as High Point gets approval, things are going to move very fast. You'll be right in on the ground floor. Of what? That's what she said. Are you <laughs> offering me a job? Well, I don't have the authority to do that but it just so happens my father's coming into town tomorrow for the planning commission hearing right is it really that easy i just meet dicks in st Clair and i'm set up for life it's a little more involved than that but i think you can handle it you're used to getting everything you want anytime you want aren't you Look who's talking. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'm coming on a little strong, aren't I? I guess that's sort of the downfall of being an only child. You feel like you have to be in control of every situation so you don't get disappointed. A controlling a dictionary. That's not what downfall means. I can't say I'm not impressed by all this. I'm flattered. Really. Why don't we go someplace and celebrate? I don't just the place. Okay, two things. Celebrate what? Number two, what is she offering him? I, I sincerely do not understand what, what offer is being made here. I don't, I don't know. It's D, uh, D consultant? <laughs> oh, either. Yeah, she just says he's... Vice he's, president? <laughs> He brings up a job, like a job doing what? A job at the mall? A job running the mall? Like, I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. The point is, she's rich and she's trying to boss him around. And um, she gives him the perfect setup because when he says he knows just the place to celebrate, he, of course, is referring to the peach pit. Um, so when they get there, Brandon makes her a mega burger, brings it over. No fries, by the way, which chintzy. Maybe Nat is finally cracking down on giving away free shit because he's like, all right, you can make her a burger, but no sides. And also, <laughs> if this is your famous mega burger, no wonder you're like, if you're really selling that, it's like, you know what makes it special is the Swiss cheese. Like, yeah. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? You know who figured out that that goes well with ground beef? Switzerland. <laughs> It's just with the like, oh, red onions. Like, uh, yeah, really? <laughs> this has a TM after it? Just shut it down. Take the check, buy a boat, leave. You're driving me nuts here. 
Yeah. However, Marcy apparently has never had a burger before because she is duly impressed. And then Nat rolls up to insert himself. And I just want to remind you before he says what he's about to say, this is an, a menu item known as the Mega Burger. Mega Burger. Very 90s name. Play clip 12. You know who used to like a burgers like that? Marilyn Monroe. Liked a mega burger? Yeah, she's the one that thought they had the Swiss. What a fucking pig she was. Holy <laughs> shit. She'd eat seven, eight mega burgers at a sitting. Go on, tell her now. Well, she used to come in her all- More like Marilyn Monroe, am I right? All the time. And I can always tell when she was starting a picture because she would always switch from fries to cottage cheese. Wow. So this place has like real history in it. Okay, who else used to come in here? Um, Montgomery Clift and Natalie Wood, Salminio, Steve McQueen. Yeah, they're all gone now. But they all used to eat right here, huh? Yeah. Now we get the occasional celebrity stopping by, but business isn't what it used to be. Um, maybe don't <laughs> announce. Did you have to pick every notorious drunk in Hollywood? <laughs> also, Montgomery Clift, actually, Montgomery Clift is buried like half a mile from my house. Oh. Um, he didn't eat ever. That was the problem. Mm. Why, like, of all the people that you could pick, I don't know. Also, like, most of those are, like, is a teenager at the time going to even know who Montgomery Clift is? Like, at least Natalie Wood is kind of notorious because of how she died. Um, but. I'll, I'll take the rest in Montgomery Clift gift certificates. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reference, Dave. Nice one. <laughs> I would have known that it was someone famous, yeah, like an yeah. old actor, but I wouldn't have known who it was. No, I don't think I've ever seen a Montgomery Clift movie in my life. Like, not that I'm a cineast, but anyway, it's stupid. <laughs> Whatever. After this happens, <laughs> cineast. I'm. My point is, in saying the Mega Burger thing is like that's not a name that anything would have had in Marilyn Monroe's day. It's dumb. Moving on. Uh, now that Nat has come to uh, make sure that this new customer knows that shit's going downhill and she didn't bother coming back because it's probably going to be closed next week, uh, Brandon springs his trap in uh, clip number 13. Well, the food's still incredible. Enjoy it while you can. What do you mean? Turn this place down. Why? Make room for High Point Center. Oh. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. That's okay, neither does Nat. According to my father, that's the way DSC development wants it. Oh. So, um, you basically brought me here just to make me feel bad. Is that it? No, I thought maybe if you, you know, got a feeling for the place, you could... I could what? I could talk to my father? Yeah, something like that. Exactly what do you expect him to do? Stop two years of research and development dead in its tracks? Or, or, or better yet, have him call the bank and tell them he's called the whole thing off because he's tasted the world's greatest cheeseburger. I'm sorry, but the real world doesn't work that way. Well, why don't you tell me the way the real world does work then? I thought I already did. Again, she wouldn't say when they're pulling up, oh, hey, this is right where the mall's going to be. Like, no one has any sense of geography. Come on. Yeah, like if it's that close to being a done deal, you'd know exactly where it is, is mm-hmm. A. Yep. B, don't ever try to tell Brandon anything. <laughs> work. <laughs> no, he is not having it. Um, so the next day, Brandon shows up for work to a morose Willie and a despondent Nat in a suit, which Brandon notes with his usual class in clip 14. Nice threads. Who died? I have to think of it. Last time I wore this, I put my old man in the ground. Still fits, though. <laughs> but no, nobody died. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. I really hate that. I never realized how much I hate that expression or that, like, joke until I heard it coming out of Brandon, like, when someone's dressed up, who died? So what if someone did die? Like, it's such a crazy thing to say. Ugh. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, I just feel like the odds are not... The odds are not great. Yeah. I mean, it's not as like, bad as... Like, say something as... like, you're going on TV, like, then it's a happy thing, and right. you don't have to be told that someone actually died. Or... Unless <laughs> right. someone actually died. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I agree with you, is my point. How about, hey, you look nice. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's not as well, bad that's as... that's not really helping him out by being like, the last time I wore this <laughs> suit, I was burying my pops. Like, okay? No. He, he is not. He's not trying out for the school paper. He's already on it. <laughs> and a lot of parents read it. <laughs> a lot of parents read it. 
<laughs> um, yeah, it's not as bad as asking a woman when she's due, which don't. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> Nat goes on to tell Brandon what he already knows. And Brandon admits that he knows it <laughs> chest hairily because they are poking out of his shirt again. It's called a white <laughs> T-shirt. It's not OK. They look really fake. I mean, I know they're real, but for some reason in this episode, they look mm-hmm. Like drawn on. Well, I, I didn't really help matters, which, as you'll see in the visual aids, I drew several small arrows pointing at them, as is my way. Uh, anyway. I, uh, you're wrong. That totally helped my life. Uh, so Nat goes on to explain Brandon thinks that he must have some rights because of his lease, but Nat says after the remodel, he agreed to new terms that make things not as ironclad as he thought. Um, and he can't really fight the developers because he's obviously outmatched financially and he doesn't really expect to get a fair offer. And there's going to be this meeting tonight, but he has talked himself out of even going. <laughs> Way to have the eye of the tiger, Nat. Um, and then we're at the meeting. Um, Art points out Brandon <laughs> to Jim in his uh, Brandon, not Jim, in his at blazer over T-shirt look. Um, and Brandon and sorry, Jim and Marcy are both alarmed to see Brandon has shown up and both of them are like braced for him to make a scene. Um, but Marcy has no choice but to introduce him to her dad when Brandon comes over and Brandon actually behaves himself and fails to embarrass either Jim or himself for now. And then we are cut to Dixon St. Clair winding up his presentation by complimenting Marcy on the teen advisory board, which is what Brandon has been waiting for. And we hear that in clip 15. Nice threads. In fact, Marcy, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you found one teenager who had a negative response to our project. No, not really. Well, there may have been one, sir. (gasps) Excuse me? Look, I know I'm out of order, but I worked on the student advisory board and I'm starting to have a lot of second thoughts about it. Excuse me, young man, but the community will have ample opportunity to enter their thoughts into the public record. That's good. Somebody <laughs> should take the time to listen to what the little guy has to say before you let the bulldozers roll in. Now, I've only lived in L.A. for just over a year, but I've been here long enough to see that somebody better make some kind of effort to save what little history this town has left. I don't know what's going on here, Walsh, but control your son. Thank you. Then we're out in the what hall. What kind of stunt you think you're pulling in there? Somebody had to stick up for Nat, Dad. For heaven's sakes, Nat is a grown man. Dad. He was so concerned about this, where the hell is he? I'll tell yeah. you where he is. He's at the peach pit trying to figure out what the hell to do with the rest of his life. You said you were going to talk to him, Dad. You said you were going to take care of Nat. I did. Well, obviously, you weren't very effective. Brandon, you don't know a thing about business. Now, I did what I could. Art Peters said they'll pay him a fair price for his lease, and when High Point is built, they'll offer him a prime location. Now, what is wrong with that? That could take years. What's he supposed to do in the meantime? Brandon, would you get off your soapbox? Do you have any idea what you're doing to me? I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry you got caught in the middle, but you know and I know that this hearing in here is just a formality. These people have the juice to railroad this thing right through, no matter what I say, no matter what anybody says. Now, you told me to keep my mouth shut. You said you had everything under control. Well, I did, and you don't. It's a free country, and I'm not going to keep my mouth shut anymore. Brandon, anymore? I respect your passion, and I respect your friendship <laughs> with Nat. But you got to choose your battles in life, son. I did. Yeah. I guess you did. <laughs> when does it become Halloween? I was going to say... <laughs> Oh, Halloween followed by some sort of <laughs> mad guitar lick. Okay, nice. well, two things. Well, I wish that uh, Jason Priestley had enunciated a little better when he says these guys have the juice to push this thing through. Like, mm. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't hear that, but yikes. Also, <laughs> also um, when, he, when he's like, I know I'm out of order. I seriously, the next line could have been, but I'm Brandon Walsh and it still would have fit the show. Yeah, sunglasses deal with it. I mean... Oh, God, so if many... Jim's next move wasn't to go home and change the locks... <laughs> help us help you, Dad. Dad. And also, I don't... Like, yeah, it probably is a formality. Like, they've left the details vague enough so we can't really nitpick it, or so they thought. Here <laughs> <Yes>. I am. <laughs> if yeah. Nat has a lease... There's fuck all he can do. Like, right. that's it. Yeah. So someone could explain this to Brandon in two sentences and be like, he does not own the building. Right. This is n- If this- he does own the building, he can 
squat there forever, eminent mm-hmm. domain. But he doesn't. They've already established that he has a lease. So, like, this isn't even... So they're basically buying the business, and I don't know. Like, uh, shut up, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. None of this is even... Nat has zero say in this if he doesn't own the building, because, like, this would be his landlord's problem. And, and he should be relieved. Yeah. He's out of mustard. It's over. <laughs> Yeah, to be like, well, what's he supposed to do until then? Until the mall's built and he has his new location? Like, that's not anyone else's problem but Nat's. Like, if he has no savings and no backup plan for life, like, that's not Jim Walsh's fault or our Peters or Dixon St. Clair's. Like, sorry to be a dick, but seriously. Anyway, the next day, Brandon is cock walking through the hall at school in his cock way. Uh, When he sees that. It's a sad cock walk, though. It is. But he's still, yeah. Uh, so he sees that uh, a protest headquarters has been set up in an apparently unused classroom. Oh, why? Uh, well, Don't Andrea, encourage it. No, seriously. But Andrea was at the meeting because she had nothing better to do and was so proud of Brandon and the whole gang, plus a bunch of other randoms that don't get lines, have mobilized to try and save the peach pit. Even Dylan. Uh, Andrea says someone she knows at the feature desk at the time might send someone to cover this protest and David is going to broadcast from the peach pit. Blah, blah, blah. Brenda. Uh, <laughs> Brenda. <what> protest. <laughs> Jesus. Again. He wasn't discriminated against. No, His wasn't. business failed. Yes. Uh. Be fucking H. <laughs> uh, Brenda, notably, is not involved in the protest and she comes to the door to pull Brandon aside to tell him basically how he fucked over their dad in clip 16. Well, what about dad, Brandon? When I heard him and mom talking, they really chewed him out after the hearing. Guess he's really had it with me, huh? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. As angry as he was with you. Do you know what I heard him tell mom? That you reminded him of grandpa. Uh, I want to know more about Grandpa Walsh, the uh, socialist firebrand from the sounds of it. Who was also apparently a short, nosy, self-righteous fuck-knuckle. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But um, Brandon duly feels guilty, and um, he tells Andrea that he will meet them at the Peach Pit after school. And then all of a sudden, Brandon is getting the unlikeliest parking spot ever, like directly in front of the uh, Dixon St. Clair developer's office. Like he's, it looks like he's parked in the middle of a plaza, in fact. But anyway, he gets out of his car like an asshole by climbing over the side of it. There's a gif in the visual aids. Um, and runs into Marcy in her peach suit uh, oh. and <laughs> tells her there he's there to see art and also to be a dick in clip 17. Marcy, this has nothing to do with loyalty. It has to do with money and politics, two subjects I think you're quite familiar with. Fine. Fine, if you want to be a, a, a knee-jerk, bleeding heart, go ahead. But don't you for one minute think you're a threat to my father. What is it with you and your father? You're so hung up being daddy's little girl, you're afraid to be your own woman. Why did you come here, anyway? To apologize to Art Peters, tell him my father had nothing to do with what I did last night. Oh! Oh, well, now look who's hung up on his father. It's not the same, Marcy, and you know that. What? What? <laughs> I mean, it's not in the sense that you embarrassed your father and probably cost him some business. And she is being her own woman by trying to pursue a career as an architect. So what are you even talking about? Shut your hole. This is the most condescending, dismissive, hateful. Like, this isn't the only scene in which he's staring at her with flat loathing. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's really, like, it's almost disturbing. Like, I understand this is not a real person, but that Jason Priestley was able to go to this place of, like, barely masked hatred of a lady Mm -hmm. who was standing between him and uh, the soapbox he must mount in order to ride the ride with the other kids. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's... It's really fucked up, and what makes me even more infuriated in episode Bray-tastic episodes like this is not just Brandon, it's that everybody is always, like, trying to kiss his ass so that he'll approve of them and their stance in the situation, mm-hmm. and whining that he's not being fair, like, Jim, you're the parent. Marcy, you work for this corporation. 
neither of you owes him an explanation or, frankly, the time of day if he's going to talk to you like a fucking cunt. Yeah. Excuse well, my language. Kids should not be listening to this. Go make yourselves a sandwich. <laughs> well, at least this is the worst that Brandon gets in this episode. Just kidding. It gets even worse than this. <laughs> so after this, uh, Brandon shows up at the Peach Pit. No one is there and except Nat, who says he sent everyone home and canceled the protest because Dixon St. Clair made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And a Brandon immediately turns on him in clip 18. What about everything you said? What about the pit? It was a fair offer. I mean, they could have stiffed me. So that's it. They offer you a lot of money and you're out? I know what you were trying to do for me, and I love you for it. But things have a strange way of working out sometimes. So what's everybody going to do? Well, I'll take care of Willie, Reuben, and the girls. Give them a little severance. What about you? I'll manage. Maybe I'll buy a boat and sail away. Yeah. Ever since I got out of the Navy, I've always wanted to see the world. Maybe when you get out of high school, you can be my first mate if you want. Let me down, Nat. Fuck off! I thought we were fighting for something important. Something bigger than you and me. It's a diner, dickhead! Sounds wrong. It's not the first time. Ugh! Oh, Jesus. Go, dumb. Also, you don't think you're wrong. So, no, oh, my God. No. He's so, so terrible. And then you think, like, okay, surely that's as terrible as he can possibly get, blaming the person he's supposedly being a champion of who's just told him he can stop. But no, Ugh. Jim comes home and finds Brandon uh, making a sandwich. He compliments him on how good it looks. <laughs> Brandon martyrously gives it to him and then starts yelling at him. Jim dares to stick up for himself. And we fucking have to hear this. Clip 19. Come on, Dad. We both know what happened. St. Clair went down to the pit and threw so much money in Ned that it turned his head around. Oh, you know, Brandon, your life is based on so many false assumptions and staggering. Yes! Please, do we have to go through all of this again? Yes, because I'm <laughs> fed up with Brandon accusing me of being the villain here. First of all, this may come as a surprise to you, but Art Peters and Dixon St. Clair actually make decisions without consulting me. Second of all, <laughs> Nat made a deal. What is wrong with that? So it's all about the bottom line, huh? Yes! You, Ned Sinclair, you're it's all the same. It's a business, That's you right. twat! <laughs> we are all the same. We all have responsibilities. We all have to worry about boring things, like mortgages and meeting payrolls and putting food on the table. Brandon, think about it. If High Point Center goes through, it'll create hundreds, maybe thousands of jobs. That's a lot of bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches. Gee, thanks for explaining that to me, Dad. <laughs> Otherwise, I may have never figured it out. <laughs> You didn't! You didn't figure it out! Poor Brandon. (laughs) What you didn't hear at the end of that clip, because I screamed over it, was that Brandon leaves the room, and Cindy goes, poor Brandon. Poor Brandon! Say me and Jim and Dave and And Sarah. And everyone. And the 10,000 bees I just rolled into a blanket so I can beat that little shit to death. He's so Thanks for explaining that. Dead. Oh God! And I like somewhere. My father in Florida, like his hand is tingling, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> it's because he wants to punch this fictional character whose existence he remains ignorant of. Just because. Oh God! The war. It's he's so terrible. He makes so many obnoxious, like sarcastic, listening faces when Jim is making all these a hundred percent legitimate points that I made a gif of like all of his gestures that even his even as a silent movie Brandon is the most punchable person that has ever been it's so infuriating how horrible he is in this episode you don't you have to watch it just to it's it's the worst really amazing it's really because he's such a moron yeah he's so wrong 10 year old a seven year old yeah would look at the outlines of the situation and be like, well, money exchanged hands and that's how grown-ups behave. They yeah. accept things and move on. Oh, thanks for explaining Brandon is not <laughs> interested in actually knowing anything. No. He just, just wants to be right. Just telling people some shit. He wants to be right up to, including being right 
opposite Nat, like who is supposed to be the whole point of this. So like, what are you even fighting for? We have to wrap this up. Okay. Cindy says, Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Let's just, Cindy says poor Brandon because Brandon lost a hero today. Uh, Jim says, yes, of course. Brandon thinks Jim let him down, but instead of letting him just think that Cindy says, Brandon, Brandon's hero was actually Nat. Uh, and Jim Brandon's assumes heroes himself. Of course, <laughs> of course. Jim assumes that they must have given Nat a lot of money because the place is probably worth a lot. Again, he doesn't own the place. We've established this. Um, later, Jim shows up at the Peach Pit to pick up a pie. Business has apparently picked up, and uh, which Nat, you know, says, "Go figure. It's ironic. Whatever." And Jim gets yeah. his wallet out to pay for it, and Nat, Sarah. <laughs> insists on giving it to them on the house and adds clip 20 i'm just thankful that some of the washers are still talking to me yeah brandon's pretty bitter about this i can't blame him he fought for me and i crumbled don't beat yourself up about it you did what you had to do yeah but i never thought i'd feel lousy about being lucky well, that's the Brandon Walsh effect. You're soaking in it. <laughs> Fucking Nat. Fucking Brandon. Anyway, Nat then asks Jim to look over the papers that he got from uh, Dixon. And instead of saying it's a conflict of interest, Jim agrees. And I had to make a gif of this because this agreement is literally a page. Like, it fits in Nat's back pocket. No, no, yeah. no, no. No. It would um, be like a phone book. <clears throat> Remember phone books? No. Ask your parents. <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyway, Jim takes it and unfolds it, and whatever he sees is alarming because he immediately goes, like, doesn't even leave the building. He goes to the payphone at the Peach Pit to call Art and scold him about what a shitty offer they made, which we don't understand what it was, but whatever it was, it was so bad that he couldn't he couldn't wait to call. Um, but it might be a moot point anyway because Art wants Jim to come in. They have a lot to talk about. And then Brandon comes home from a bike ride. Um, and sees Brandon in the kitchen. She is mopey, and here's why. Clip 21. The money for the High Point <clears throat> Center fell through. She seriously says it like someone died, like it's a mall. Calm down. Um, but anyway, Brandon's like, that's great. <laughs> was, your, was your dad going to open an au caton in there? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Spinoff. <laughs> seriously. Uh, Brandon's like, that's great. <laughs> but Bren says, um, well, you know, you might want to tone it down because Jim is upset. Uh, she loves Jim and she wanted the project to happen for him. But at the same time, she's relieved that the peach pit isn't going anywhere. And Brandon says that she was right to stand by Jim. Like, well, someone had to dick. Uh, and then in the living room, Jim and Brandon discuss the collapse of the deal. For some reason, Brandon's hoodie strings are like down to his knees as he's sitting on the arm of the couch. Please go to the visual aids and look. Would it makes you no sense. like to know the reason? <laughs> Sarah. It's because he's we. He's wee. He's a tiny. They're actually regulation legs. He's just very small. (laughs) Indeed. Um, There's some boring accounting talk. Brandon just wants to know if Jim is going to get fired over this. Probably not. Uh, Now you care? I know. Seriously. When you were yelling at him at a public meeting, you couldn't give a half a shit. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Anyway, he says, either way, Brandon doesn't have to worry about Jim. He may not make the big bucks, which is what he says, but he's learned to play the game. And he thinks Brandon is a chip off the old block. Brandon finally admits that he went overboard, although he doesn't say he's sorry. Nope. Uh, Jim says Brandon's grandpa wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Uh, And Brandon asks if Nat knows he does not. And then Brandon somehow gets to be the one to tell him, except he does it in the shittiest way possible. Oh, my God. Shows up at the peach pit offering to help Nat clean everything up. And let's close it out with clip 22. Thanks, pal. I think I get to see you here again. What, are you kidding and missed a fire sale? Hey, did you uh, call the restaurant supply company? You could probably get at least 50 cents on the dollar for most of this stuff. That's uh, uh, not a bad idea. Oh, hey, you know, this may be a real collectible item someday. You mind if I keep one of these, Nat? Menu. Yeah, sure. Help yourself. Brandon, uh, you know, I, I never put this place up for sale. They came to me. I know. Everybody hopes for that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but I never ask for this. You gotta know that. Cares what he thinks. You don't owe him an explanation. You gotta have an auction. You know, get an auctioneer. You could probably sell most of this stuff. Probably get top dollar for it, too. Really getting a good head for business. I know exactly what you should do with these pictures on the wall. 
should donate him to the county museum. That way you get a huge tax break, especially for the autograph one of Steve McQueen. Brandon, what's gotten into you? You can't put a price on something like that. Oh, come on, Nat. Everything has its price. Ah! Yours is a beehive. Guess Fuck I off. That one, huh? Nat, it's okay. I've been a heel. I mean, I no, you haven't. Kids out for short money. <laughs> no, you, you didn't. I don't blame you. No, Nat, I do. Chest, okay. <laughs> I really hate myself for what I. Nat. The deal fell through. They aren't building the High Point Center. What? You heard me. No High Point Center. You're kidding. You heard no. me. Next three, next three. He's for business, pal. That's the best news I ever heard in my life, and I'm never going to forget who I heard it from. Are you going to forget how he told you? Seriously? So Why do you put obnoxious. a price on him? Five cents. <laughs> It's so terrible. I, I can't believe he just like sweeps all that under the rug. Like that was super duper shitty. After spending like what felt like a week and a half fucking kissing Brandon's ass for disappointing him. This is not your child. No. And even if it were, you did a terrible job as a father figure. Yeah. Push him into traffic and move on with your life. Yes. And then the gang, plus Willie and the Walsh parents all roll in and basically make Nat start working, even though the store is closed. Everything's fine. They always saw the peach pit again. End of episode. And I need to go lie down. Do you think anybody paid for anything? Oh, no, no, no. I don't. Nope. No, The only people not. paying are you and me, Dave. Having to listen to this bullshit. Uh, hate. Most valuable player. <laughs> Jim. Yeah, Jim. I mean, he caves. Or but Art Peters. Control your son. Oh, Art Peters. There's no controlling Brandon. No, 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 Come no. on now. <laughs> Least valuable player. I gotta guess. <laughs> Is there any doubt, really? Is there any, really? Any doubt? No, it's obviously Willie. <laughs> Brandon! 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 I... I, I have to say, I almost think Nat is worse than Brandon. Oh, yeah. Because you can't expect any better from that. No. <laughs> I've run out of epithets. <laughs> <laughs> that l stupid little that curly that... bang piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. Um, no time to stand around and talk to you circus animals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this oh. seems like there's never been a better episode for the Moo Moo Parker Challenge. <laughs> Five ways from this episode, Brandon could have ended up dead. Jim could have punched him to death. Nat could have punched him to death. Brenda could have punched him to death. A case of mustard could have fallen on him. Sarah? Um, the Dixon St. Clair family could have punched him to death and or beaten him with an architectural model. Or Walton Goggins could have stuffed him in a barrel of moonshine and rolled him down a hill. <laughs> Finally, crushed under the weight of one Peach Pit Mega Burger. <laughs> oh my god. We did it! Oh my god, I wish I were dead. That's another episode of Again With This. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, next time, when an armed robber does what we all wanted to do the minute Lavoid showed up and sticks a gun in Brenda's face, we all learn a very important lesson about PTSD. You can uh, relive that and all the other episodes in flashback on our website, previously.tv. You can also follow us on Twitter at previouslytv. You can follow our uh, fine producer, Dave, at Glark on Instagram. And I am Sarah D. Bunting on Instagram. That's Sarah with an H. Tara, what's your Instagram? Tara Ariano, same as on Twitter. Oh, clever. All right, guys. See you next time. Hi. You know what to do <laughs> after the beep Rooney. Beep right into death. 